Sun Life Community Church came into being as the result of a compelling vision for a different kind of church, interested in what we call the Sun Life, experiencing and sharing the life of God's Son. Perhaps your heart is burdened these days. We invite you to allow the Word of God through the words of this message to bring rest to your soul and joy to your heart. Good evening. Merry Christmas. Welcome to our most unusual Sun Life Community Church candlelight Christmas Eve service. But it's going to be a special one. I trust you're all comfortable at home. Let me remind you, be sure you have your matches handy because you have a white candle that is yours to light. And when the Schulenberg family comes up here and lights all the candles and Matt, Dad, lights the center one, I encourage you to light your white candle right along with him, okay? Now remember, these candles have meaning. They cover 400 years. The end of the Old Testament, God said, I will send someone. In the Gospel of Mark, it says John came to be that someone. 400 years spanned the end of the Old Testament, and the new. So in a sense, every one of these red candles is a hundred years of waiting, of anticipating. And tonight, we've, we've only had four weeks of anticipating during the Advent season, but tonight we light them again, and then we light the center candle for the first time, saying, yes, our Savior has come. And so tonight... We have the Schoenberg family. All of them are taking part. We just thank the Lord for them. They've been our candle lighters through the entire season, and they will complete the job tonight. Thank you so much. This is a family that has been part of every single candlelight service we've had in this building. We have watched young people grow over the years. And just thank you so much. 
communicating just a solid family committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I hope at home <clears throat> you have your white candle lit. That's the Christmas candle. That's the Christ candle. We want you to have it lit tonight. In a moment, you will light your little candle from that, all of you in the house, and we will sing Silent Night together, as we always do. And then I encourage you <clears throat> to light and burn that white candle all day tomorrow, Christmas Day, as a witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we begin the service now, <clears throat> what could be better what could be better than the story of Jesus' birth? And tonight, we are going to have someone tell it to us in a way that you've never seen before. In fact, when I watched this video, I could not believe that this was possible. But just open your heart. Be excited to see how young a person God can plant his word and his truth into. Luke 2, 6 through 16. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swelling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And below the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not! For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in dwelling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And it came, wait. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. I know that Jesus Christ was born in Bethlehem a long time ago. He set an example for us throughout his life. He atoned for our sins. He was crucified on the cross, and then he was resurrected. He came for me, and he came for you. Because he came, I can return to my lovely home. I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
for just an incredible set of songs that all highlight the birth of Jesus Christ and yet do it in such a way that it, it makes it very, very clear that we need to receive him. Now, in our normal Christmas Eve service, this is the point in the service I'd say, all you boys and girls come up right here on the platform and, and we'll have Miss Jody sit in the rocking chair here and tell you a story and, and let you see pictures. And, and yet you're all at home. So I'm just going to ask all of you to get as close to your TV or to your computer, whatever you're watching on, as you can. And we are going to have that story, and uh, it's going to pre be presented in a very, very special way. So you just watch now as it comes. We hope you enjoy it. And it's got several different parts. So I'm going to read the story. And then Savannah is going to be opening some very special packages that we have that are going to help us tell the story. So let's get started. It says, what God wants for Christmas. Hmm. What God wants for Christmas. Right now, turn to somebody in your home. And tell them, what do you think God wants for Christmas? What God wants for Christmas, it's to you a surprise. In box number seven, it is disguised. But no peeking, be patient, for this you must wait. It's what you offer him and it's really great. Savannah, can you open box number one for us so we can see what part of the story this is going to be? So this is box number one, and I'm gonna open it. And we have an angel. Let's see, let me bring it up close so you can see it. So we'll put our angel right here. In our story, it says, Gabriel. In the beginning, God started to plan to bring about Christmas, and it would be grand. 
Here he would launch a gift-giving tradition. I'll tell how it started, so please pay attention. But before we get to this story's heart, let me explain how I play a part. I was involved a long time ago as Angel and speaker. It's God's words, I know. For I stand in his presence. I'm Gabriel. And God wants you to hear the story I tell. For my words will offer his great gift to you. And you'll know what he wants when the story is through. What God wants for Christmas, it's to you a surprise. In box number seven, it is disguised. But no peeking, be patient, for this you must wait. It's what you offer him, and it's really great. <laughs> Savannah, can you open box number two, and let's see the next part of our story. So, in box number two, we have a little Mary. Ah, so there's Mary. And we'll put her in the stable right there. So Mary's the next person who's going to speak. Mary. This story began when Isaiah did tell that a virgin would give birth to Emmanuel. That name is special. It means God with us. And one day in this child, many would trust. So when the time came, I was appointed to tell the young woman that she was anointed. I said to her, Mary, you're God's chosen one, and you will give birth to God's only son. How can this be? For this isn't typical. Indeed, it is not. We'll call it a miracle. God's Holy Spirit will help you give birth to God in the flesh, He'll live here on earth. God says to name this baby boy Jesus. Mary said, yes, may God do as he pleases, for I am his servant and I will obey. So God can use me in this very special way. What God wants for Christmas, it's to you a surprise. In box number seven, it is disguised. But no peeking, be patient, for this you must wait. It's what you offer him, and it's really great. So we've met Gabriel, who talked to Mary, and we've met Mary. Savannah, can you open the box and let's see who's next in our story? This is number three. And oh my goodness, we have Joseph. I'll show you Joseph up close. And we'll put him right next to Mary in the stable. All right. Joseph. Sweet Mary now knew she'd be Jesus's mother, but moms need some help. She needed another. And Jesus would soon need a here on earth dad. God knew all that. Here's the plan that he had. God had a man named Joseph in mind. He'd make a good husband who's loving and kind. So one night, God sent an angel to speak instructions to Joseph while he lay asleep. Joseph, 
Take Mary, she'll be a good wife. This marriage is still God's plan for your life. God's spirit has given her a baby within. His name will be Jesus. He'll save you from sin. What God wants for Christmas, it's to you a surprise. In box number seven, it is disguised. But no peeking, be patient, for this you must wait. It's what you offer him. And it's really great. All right, Savannah, we're up to number four. Let's see who's next in our story. Oh, my goodness. It is the baby Jesus. Look, you can see he's in his little manger. So cute. We'll put him right in the middle. Baby Jesus. After a while, there came a decree. Go back to where you're from originally. So this couple set out to Bethlehem town. And when they arrived, they looked all around. But the inns were too full. No room for two guests. And Mary was tired. She needed to rest. All rooms are taken the innkeeper said, but then an idea popped in his head. My staple's not much, but there you can stay. I'll give you this manger, a feed trough with hay. Later on, there, in the quiet of night, to Joseph and Mary's excited delight, she gave birth to God's son. It was not a surprise. God said it would happen, and he never lies. God gave the first gift that first Christmas day. He gave us the Christ, the babe in the hay. But that is not all. God wants something grand, an offering to him, the point of God's plan. What God wants for Christmas, it's to you a surprise. In box number seven, it is disguised. But no peeking, be patient, for this you must wait. It's what you offer him. And it's really great. Savannah, can you open box number five? Let's see who comes next in our story. Who do you think? Let's see if they can say it to someone before you tell them. Who do you think comes next in the story? Ah, uh, I heard some of you. Well, this little guy is holding a sheep. So I think this is the shepherd. And you can see his little cane too. I'll put him right there. Shepherd. <clears throat> During the night, when all was quite still, shepherds were sheep-watching out on a hill. A savior is born, boomed a rushing wind voice. I herald Messiah. It's time to rejoice. Now what stood before them? The angel in white, with eyes full of fire and stature of might. Go to Bethlehem now. In a stable, you'll find a babe in a manger. That is your sign. Then finding a stable where they saw a light shine through the wall boards and into the night, 
The shepherds looked in, and what did they see? A manger, a baby. They fell to their knees. So this must be him. This is the sign. They had found Jesus, the Savior divine. These shepherds joined in the first celebration of Christmas because of this grand revelation. What God wants for Christmas, it's to you a surprise. In box number seven, it is disguised. But no peeking, be patient, for this you must wait. It's what you offer him. And it's really great. All right, Savannah. Oh, we're almost to box number seven. Let's see what's in number six. Let's see if you can figure it out. I mean, there's really only one person left for multiple people. So I think I know who this is. This is one of the wise men. We don't have three of them. We just have one. And we'll put him right there. And remember, the wise men really didn't go to the stable. But in this story, we needed to fit them all in. So they're at the stable. Wise men. Now, way in the east lived some men who were wise. They saw a new star when they looked to the skies. This must be the star written here in our book. It tells of a king. Let's go take a look. So they followed this star till it finally rested where Mary, the mother, and Jesus were nested. When they stepped inside, they all fell to the floor to worship the king. But then there was more. These men gave him frankincense, myrrh, and fine gold to honor the one the new star had foretold. Then in a dream, they learned not to go back by way of King Herod. He planned to attack. So they chose to go home in a different way. The child's location they did not betray. As Mary thought through these events in her mind, she said, God is so loving, protective, and kind. What God wants for Christmas, it's to you a surprise. In box number seven, it is disguised, but no peeking. Be patient for this. You must wait. It's what you offer him. And it's really great. We finally made it. We're at box number seven. Savannah, when I tell you to peek, you're going to peek. And then you're going to show it to our friends at home. Okay. What God wants. What God wants for Christmas. Now here's the surprise. In box number seven, where it's been disguised. Peek in the box. For so long you've waited. Show it to them. It's a little mirror. What <laughs> God wants is you. The one he created. Me? You ask? Why is this so? I cannot wrap me and put on a bow. No, you cannot. But what you can give are the choices you make in the life that you live. God wants you to know him and love him within. And this is called worship 
an offering to him. To do this, trust Jesus who died in your place when you didn't deserve him. That is called grace. Pray now and offer your life and your heart. Say, Jesus, I need you. I'd like a new start. Forgive me today for the sins I've committed. So one day in heaven, I will be permitted. When you pray this decision, the heavens rejoice that you have made worship of God your life's choice. God wants you to know him, so choose every day to love God and thank God and give him all praise. So tomorrow, when you're opening presents, you need to remember what God's gift to us was, which was Jesus. And you need to remember what God wants from you. Merry Christmas. Bye, guys. Well, we just want to thank Jody and Savannah for that very special story. You know, there's no time better to actually focus in upon worship than Christmas. Worship is all through the Christmas story. We've just listened to it. The shepherds knew that Christmas is really about worship. It's coming to Jesus Christ, the one that the angels said has, has been born, a Savior. And they came and bowed down before him. The wise men knew that. Though they came a little bit later, as Jody said, they can still fit into the story if, if we're putting them all together. And, and we see that when they got there, they bowed down. And they worshipped him. They understood he was a king. He was superior to them. Though he was a tiny baby, he would grow to become the savior of mankind. They would understand that before he ever came to earth, he was in heaven from all eternity, the son of God, glorious son of God. And he lowered himself down to become born as he was in a, in a humble place. And the wise men knew all of that. They looked past the, the manger. They looked past the stable. They looked past all the apparent just uh, uh, poverty all around them. They even looked past those, those shepherds probably who were still singing his praises. And, and they saw the king of kings. They saw the Lord of lords. They saw the one who would have a star in the heavens announcing his birth. And they bowed down before him. And they brought them gifts, brought him gifts. You and I should know that. But we sometimes forget. We forget that Christmas is about worship of Jesus Christ. Christmas is about worshiping our, our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father, he sent his Son. He provided a way as Jody's story said, that we would be permitted to enter into heaven. We would be counted worthy 
acceptable, forgiven, and, and a child of God belonging there. The Father planned it out, and we worship him. We worship the Lord Jesus, for he willingly came. He, he left all the glory of heaven, and he came down to this fallen, broken world with, with us fallen, broken people who frequently do things that later on we wish we hadn't. Frequently we do things that other people tell us we shouldn't. And then we read in the Bible that God calls those things sin. And sin disqualifies us for heaven. And yet God loves us so much. Jesus loves us so much, he left the glories of heaven to come down to this earth. And he died on the cross to pay the price for all of our sins so that we can be forgiven. And we worship Jesus for that. We worship the Holy Spirit. He's the one that opens our eyes. If what I'm saying right now makes sense to you, if what I'm saying right now you know in your heart is true, it's because the Holy Spirit has opened your eyes, has opened your mind, has enabled you to understand spiritual things when the Bible says the ordinary human being can't understand those things at all. And so tomorrow... There's only going to be a handful of people on Christmas Day worshiping Jesus. There's only going to be a handful, relatively speaking, who will be worshiping their Heavenly Father who so loved the world that he sent his Son. There's only going to be a handful of people who actually feel the presence and the joy and the power of the Holy Spirit right in their life, making them just a glorious, joyful child of God. But if you're one of those handful, if you're one of those handful throughout all this world, then you know something. And you know it because the Holy Spirit has enabled you to know it. Your eyes have been opened and you see Jesus as he really is, the Son of God. You see yourself as you really are, a sinner needing God's forgiveness. You see the Heavenly Father as he really is, one who wants to forgive you. You see the Holy Spirit as the companion who is with you every moment of the day when you give your heart to Jesus Christ. And so if you've not done that already, I encourage you to do it right now. Maybe you even prayed that prayer, though it said those words along with Jody as she read the story. Because Christmas, Christmas is as good a time as any there is all year long for you to just, as it were, wrap yourself up and give yourself to God. And to say, my life is yours. My life is yours. Lead me, guide me. We're not telling God what to do. We are yielding ourselves to him as to our wise, good, loving, heavenly father, who sent his son, and who has given his spirit. And if that's you, if you want that to be you, you can say in an instant right now, Heavenly Father, I believe in Jesus that he's your son. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. 
I believe that you will forgive me if I ask. And so, Father, I'm asking. I'm asking, forgive me of my sins. Send your Holy Spirit to me to guide me and change me and open my eyes to understand your truth. And he will. He will, because that's what our Heavenly Father does. He so loved the world that whosoever would believe, he would grant to them eternal life. Now, as we come to the close of our service, in this candlelight service, we have a physical thing that we do that can symbolize a spiritual thing. The spiritual thing is that we bow down before the Lord and we worship him. And we allow him to take our whole lives. Box number seven, we are in it. And we present that as a gift to him and say, Father, my life is yours. My life is yours. Use me. Prepare me. Teach me. Guide me. Watch over me. All those things that he will do. And we bow down before him. And we bow down before the Lord Jesus, who's exalted in heaven today. And we bow down before the Holy Spirit, who is God with us this very moment. And the symbol of that is that we take our candle, which I trust you have at home ready to go, and you have your white candle that's been burning now through this service, and you realize that white candle represents Jesus. And really, in some degree, it represents Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the entire wonderful God that we know and serve. And this represents me. And yours represents you. And right there where you are, I invite you to take your candle that represents you, and you come to the candle that represents Jesus, that represents really our almighty God, and you bow yourself down, and you realize there's a flame on this candle, and this is a flame that produces heat, it produces light, it makes change, and on my little candle, I have none of that. But I can have all of that. If I bow down, and give my life to Jesus Christ, then the light that filled him, the truth of God, will fill me. And the purpose that he had to show forth the goodness of his heavenly Father, I will have that same purpose. And I want to tell everybody about the God I know, the God I love, the God who has provided for my salvation, the God I worship. So I encourage you right now, Bow down to the Lord Jesus Christ symbolically and receive his light. Right there in your home. We'll give you a little time to do that, and then we're going to sing a song. We're going to sing Silent Night. It's the one we always close this service with. We'll just give you a few moments. Be sure everybody in your home now has their has their candle lit and is just ready, is ready to say, this is, this is who I am right now. 
I'm a person carrying the light of Jesus Christ in my heart. And I resolve this year I will worship God and I will live for God and I will shine his light throughout my world, beginning right there in your home. Make that your desire and your prayer as we sing now. Now, let me remind you, this candle is a symbol of the light that is Jesus Christ, the light of the world. This candle is a symbol of the life that God has given to you if you receive Christ as your Savior. You're not going to walk around for the next uh, year carrying one of these. This is a symbol, and we're going to extinguish it now. But God's plan is the light remains. The light is in your heart. 
The light is what Jesus Christ even allows to, to put a glow on your face. Worship him, love him, know him, celebrate him tomorrow all day long. Burn this candle. And then you be a candle this whole year ahead. And you bring light to the people around you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great gift of Jesus Christ. I thank you for everyone who has, in a special way, given the gift of their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, even this night. Father, may, may we truly, truly know Christ is our Savior. May we live with, with his light in our life, not darkness, but the light of truth. And may we resolve that as we worship him, as we live for him, we will talk of him and share his truth with those we meet. For we ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing in our service today. You have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas Eve and Christmas Day tomorrow. God bless you. We hope this message has inspired you to live the sun life together with us. If you are near Apple Valley, California this weekend, we invite you to join us in person Sunday morning or through our live broadcast. All the details are on our website at sunlifecommunitychurch.com.